Let there be all victory for the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna, who can cleanse the mirror of the heart and stop the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence. That chanting is like is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. It is the life and soul of all education. The chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands, expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. It gives a cooling effect to everyone and enables one to taste full nectar at every step. My Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, in your holy name there is all good fortune for the living entity and therefore you have many names, such as Krishna and Govinda, by which you expand yourself. You have, uh, you have invested all your potencies in those names and there are no hard and fast tools for remembering them. My dear Lord, although you bestow such mercy upon the fallen conditioned souls, by liberally teaching your holy names, I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name, and therefore I do not achieve attachment for chanting. Number three, one who thinks himself lower than the grass, who is more tolerant than a tree, who does not expect personal honor, but is always prepared to give all respects to others, can very easily always chant the holy name of the Lord. For, O Lord of the universe, I do not desire material wealth, materialistic followers, a beautiful wife, or fruitive activities described in flowery language. All I want, life after life, is unmotivated devotional service to you. O my Lord, O Krishna, O son of Maharaj Nanda, I am your eternal servant. But because of my own fruitive acts, I have fallen into this horrible ocean of nations. Now, please be causelessly merciful to me. Consider me a particle of dust at your lotus feet. My dear Lord, when will my eyes be beautified? By filling with tears that constantly glide down as I chant, your holy name. When will my voice falter and all the hairs on my body stand erect in transcendental happiness as I chant your holy name? My Lord Govinda, because of separation from you I consider even a moment a great millennium. Tears flow from my eyes like torrents of rain and I see the entire world, world as void. Let Krishna tightly embrace this maidservant who has fallen at his lotus feet, or let him trample me or break my heart by never, never being visible to me. He's a debauchee after all and can do whatever he likes, but he is still no one other than the worshipable Lord of my heart. So we're concluding this. We've gotten up to... Um, uh, the last three texts, five, six, and seven, which we're going to go over. Uh, as we pointed out before, this um, prayers follow the, the sequence uh, given uh, uh, in uh, in our shastras of the stages of advancement in in uh, in Krishna consciousness. Uh, and so, 
Text number four is the stage of asakti. Remember we discussed this is strong attachment to Krishna. There's a parallel relationship between the first four and the last four. The first four are about the relationship with Krishna's name. And the second, uh, about the relationship with the name, the named. So, text number four is about unconditional and absolute attachment to the name in bhakti. Uh, uh, this is the uh, ru- ruchi means a taste for devotional service. It's very, very strong. You'd spontaneously rather do that than, than any other competing material activity. Uh, just naturally do that. Uh, so here, uh, one is chanting perhaps on the Nama Basa stage, meaning that there is no offenses, but yet you have not seen Krishna. That's one definition of Nama Basa. That, that the offenses are gone, but yet you have don't ha- haven't yet had direct contact with Krishna, and so that begins in the next. Because the, the, the verse four, uh, verse five now, is uh, uh, there's now beginning of a, a contact with with Krishna. Uh, there's faith in the beginning of a relationship. He's here. Uh, Lord Chaitanya is uh, lamenting the lack of a relationship. I'm your servant, but I'm separated. I'm in this rough world, being tossed around, and you're not here. You're there in your spiritual world. Please, just just somehow fix me, just like a particle of dust or a grain of pollen at your feet. I just want to be uh, together uh, with with you. Uh, so this is uh, now the first verse of Shishastaka was beginning a relationship with a holy name by by having faith, beginning to chant. Now the beginning of a relationship with Krishna here. So this is called asakti. It begins with a, a, an addiction to Krishna. And it becomes an addiction not to Krishna in general, but to Krishna in some particular form or some particular uh, pastime in association with particular uh, devotees. And so out of that, when, when Krishna begins to be experienced in that way, that attraction to Krishna in that way, we are reading Bhagavatam, this is what really interests you more than the others, You're, brings back more emotions than other things, or chanting, some, some particular aspect of Krishna becomes more attractive to you than anything else, and you start to become really addicted to that. And certain devotees become more interesting to you than, than others. So out of being, uh, being, having a sort of beginning an obsession with Krishna in this particular way, you develop certain feelings in response to that, and thus your spiritual identity, the, uh, the person you are in relationship to Krishna, the spiritual form that you have, begins to now uh, manifest itself. 
And so that leads us to the the next verse, which is a perfectional stage uh, uh, called Bhava. And here it's marked by here Nayanam Garu Kalad Ashu Dharaya. Well, the, the verb is at the end. Tavanama Grahane Bhavishyati. Uh, when will there be? Notice this is in the future, although it's talking about this as a stage. Still, the, the, because of the element of humility, it's in the future. Re- remember, uh, Lord Chaitanya, at, at the height of his ecstasies, would say, I have no love for Krishna, because how can I stand not to be with him? Just that I'm back, that I'm still alive and separation from me don't means I don't really love him enough. So this future is a sign really of, uh, now I'm a great devotee, I love Krishna. No, it's not like that at all. When, when uh, this verse is introduced in, in, in the uh, Anshalila chapter 20, when Lord Krishna is reciting these verses and discussing them in Swarup Dhammada and Ramananda Roy. Uh, 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 Ancha 20.35 is, introduces this verse, natural humility and eagerness then awoke in Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He prayed to Krishna to be able to chant the Maha Mantra in ecstatic love. What it says, he prays for prema, Nama Sankirtan, one one word, <laughs> hyphenated together like a compound. For San, Nam Sankirtan in Prema, he prays for it. He's eager for it. And you notice Dainya. Every time you go from one verse to the other, humility increases. It increases. Uh, feels uh, completely unworthy. And so, uh, so when will my uh, so so when will this happen? Tavanama uh, Grahane in enchanting or being uh, related with your names, that these symptoms will be there. The eyes become characterized Nayanam by streams of tears, by flowing streams of tears. Vadanam Gadgada Rudaya Gira, and the, the the voice or the mouth falters, like you're saying, Gagada, Gagada. It's mentioned that when Mahaprabhu was chanting during Rathiyatra, he couldn't say Jagannath, he was saying Gaga Jaga, Jaga Gaga, Jaga Gaga, Jaga Gaga, because of this choking of the voice. Uh, um, uh, and the words are, are broken. Rudaya Gira, Pulakair Nichitam Vapuk, and the body covered by hair standing on it what we call goosebumps, uh, that, uh, uh, and so the, the hair follicles are hard and the hairs stand up, and you shiver, shiver, another. So these, these are the, Prabhupada calls these in nectar devotion, existential ecstasies. Huh? Uh, because it, it uh, is one of the elements of, uh, uh, one of the elements of of, uh, of uh, 
that goes finally to make up uh, uh, rasa. Uh, because you, you start with this feeling for Krishna in a certain way, of thinking of him at a certain age or certain people, you have affection for him in this certain uh, manner. Uh, and like if, if, if you become enchanted by Mother Yashoda and the other elderly gopis, and attracted to Krishna, especially in his when he's uh, playing tricks and stealing yogurt and everything else. And then this means that gradually you 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 have some rati for Krishna, some feeling of love for Krishna in a certain way, uh, as Krishna as a child. And so that rati is called vatsalya rati. Rati just means love. It's vatsalya love. Love is a child. And then when this love becomes enriched and intensified by various other elements, then it's called rasa. And so the actual love, I mean, we, we say, what is somebody's rasa? But technically that's wrong. <laughs> it's the rati of a certain kind. And then when that rati becomes intensified with these different, uh, uh, these different elements, uh, uh, then it's called rasa. So the, these, what we've seen here, what's mentioned here, are the sattvika bhava, uh, the, the uh, involuntary physical transformations caused by extreme emotions. We even have those extreme emotions, material things. Uh, uh, suddenly you're walking somewhere alone at night and nearby a dog barks very loudly, your hair will stand on end out of fear. And something horrible happens, you know, you'll start to cry. Uh, you become very frightened, you'll shake, you know. So these are all, you know, just intense emotions. They cause these physical, involuntary physical symptoms like this. So these are the uh, sattvika bhava. And traditionally there are eight uh, given. Uh, stamba, uh, being speechless, vacant, inertia, uh, like, a, like a post. You just struck dumb, we'd say. Uh, stumba is like that. And different things ca cause it, strong emotions, delight or fear, or even rage. One of them is sveda, uh, perspiration, salivation. Uh, that I say it? Uh, yeah. Saliva pouring out, nose is running like crazy. Uh, these kind of things. Uh, that's sveda. Then romancha. This is where the hair stands on end. Uh, the old-fashioned word is horripilations. <laughs> you want to use a, uh, And then it's mentioned here. Uh, that that's mentioned here in Svarabeda, This uh, faltering of the voice. Kampa, shivering, uh, Vairanya, uh, change of complexion, going extremely pale, flushing red, uh, uh, Ashru, involuntary tears. Uh, if they're tears of delight, they're cold, and if they're tears of anger, they're, ush, they're hot. Uh, uh, and then finally, uh, Pralaya, just falling dead unconscious, you know, devastation, total devastation. These are these are the ones that are the 
the, the, these astasattvika. And then there are also vyabhachari bhavas, uh, uh, other emotions that, uh, there's 33 of them. These are all described in Nectar of Devotion and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. They've been very well analyzed and examples given of them, of these vyabhachari bhavas. So this rati in the beginning becomes the stai bhava. Prabhupada calls it steady ecstasy. That's the basis of the relationship and these other things go on to embellish it and make it greater and intensify it. And so this is the intensity uh, of, of feelings for, uh, for Krishna. Uh, but actually, uh, real bhakti rasa doesn't really begin until the last two verses. Uh, this one takes place. So one thing I want to mention here, uh, if I have... Uh, uh, Bhakti, Bhakti Vinod Thakur discusses this, mentions the, uh, as the, as the signs, the reliable signs of Baba, uh, are not these. And Prabhupada talks about them, uh, 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 that, that these, 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 well, I'm reading here now from one of Prabhupada's purports where he says uh, the purport to Bhagavatam 2, 3, 24. Uh, Certainly that heart is steel-framed, which in spite of one's chanting the holy name of the Lord with concentration does not change when ecstasy takes place. Tears fill the eyes and the hairs stand on end. So here's a mention of that, that this is what should happen. Uh, and the here says so Prabhupada mentions the whole process of spiritual culture is aimed at changing the heart of the living being in the matter of his eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord as a subordinate servant which is, is his eternal constitutional position so with the so with, the, excuse me, so with the process, I lost my place. So with the progress of devotional service, the reaction of change in the heart is exhibited by gradual detachment from the sense of material enjoyment, by a false sense of lording it over the world, and increase in the attitude of rendering loving service to the Lord. These these things have to happen. Sense gratification goes down, and then love for Krishna goes up. Spiritual advancement goes up. If this is happening, sense gratification goes up, this spiritual development will not happen. This thing, which everybody wants to have both at the same time, it does not work. They're inversely proportional. So this... This, this is the rule of spiritual life and anybody who tells you that both of these things will happen is a cheater, according to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, uh, so that, therefore, this is based on following the regular principles of Krishna consciousness, detached from matter, attached to Krishna. Sense gratification drives out love for Krishna or keeps it locked away 
somewhere deep inside where we can't even feel it's there actually we love Krishna but it begins gets pervertedly uh, manifest in the material way in, in, in material ways so he says this you should see this gradual detachment vini bhakti or regulated devotional service by the limbs of the body is now stressed herein in relation to the mind which is the impetus for all activities of the limbs of the body. So we began with Vaidhi, or Vidhi Bhakti, following under rules and regulation, and then it becomes, develops into spontaneous. And so instead of having to force yourself, you begin to like it. It is expected by all means that by discharging a regulated devotional service, one must manifest the change of heart if there is no such change, the heart must be considered steel-framed. Uh, for, for it is not melted even when there is chanting of the holy name of the Lord. We must always remember that hearing and chanting are the basic principles of discharging devotional duties. And if they are properly performed, there will be followed the reactional ecstasies with signs of tears in the eyes, the standing of hair on the body. They are natural consequences and are the preliminary symptoms of the bhava stage, which occurs before one reaches the perfectional stage of prema, love of God. This is what we're looking at now. If the reaction does not take place, place even after continuous hearing and chanting of the holy name of the Lord, it may be considered to be due to offenses only. We've already been discussing that. That is the opinion of the Sandarbha, Rupa Goswami's uh, Sandarbha. In the beginning of the chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord, if the devotee has not been very careful about evading the ten kinds of offenses at the feet of the Holy Name, certainly the reaction of feeling of separation will not be visible by tears in the eyes and standing of hairs on end. The bhava stage is manifest by eight transcendental symptoms, namely inertness, perspiration, standing of hairs on the end, failing of the voice, trembling, paleness of the body, tears in the eye, and finally trance, pralaya. <laughs> The nectar devotion, a summary, summary, of, summary of a summary study, Srila Rupa Goswami's Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, explains those symptoms and vividly describes other transcendental developments, both in steady and accelerating manifestations. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has very critically discussed all these bhava displays in connection with some other unscrupulous neophytes imitating the above symptoms for deep appreciation. And then he mentions that people imitate them sometimes, the Prakrita Sahajyas, uh, uh, even though decorated with some signs of a devotee, a person addicted to smoking, drinking, or illegitimate sex cannot have all the above mentioned ecstatic symptoms. But it is seen that sometimes these symptoms are willfully imitated, and for this reason, Vishnu Chakravarti accuses the imitators of being stone-hearted men. So this is the point. Then these can be imitated, and Prabhupada goes on to say sometimes people pretend, 
I mean, we've, I've actually seen this in Vrindavan. I was there when somebody came to take darshan of our deities in Vrindavan and in front of Krishna Balaram fell down uh, uh, flat with tears flowing and howling in front of the deities. Somebody went running back to Prabhupada and said, what do we do? And Prabhupada said, just carry him outside. <laughs> and so they picked the guy up who was completely in such ecstatic trance he couldn't walk, carried him out the way of the alleyway and set him down. And he got up, stood indignantly, dusted himself off, lit a beady, and, <laughs> and walked off. So we see this. Uh, and of course, some people use chemical things to induce uh, these ecstasies, chemical boosts, and, uh, and so on. And on the other hand, Prabhupada mentions sometimes vast, advanced devotees learn how to uh, control these outward signs so you won't see them in them, so they're not reliable. So what's, what he recommend, what's recommended, and what, what also Bhaktivinoda Thakur mentions these, is uh, citing this verse uh, which we find uh, quoted in, in the Rasamrita Sindhu, and also if you want to read them, uh, uh, there also in Majalila uh, uh, um, 23, eight, uh, 18 uh, and 19. Kshantir avyata kala tvam viraptir ashabanda sud kanta namagane sadar jihi asaptistad gurankyane pritistad vasate stale itiadyo nibhava Anubhava, Sur Jaka, Bhavan Kure Jane. When the uh, uh, Bhava Ankura, the seed of Bhava, uh, fructifies in a person, the following nine symptoms manifest in one's behavior. Uh, uh, and so, Kshanti, uh, uh, translated here as forgiveness. Kshanti means not being disturbed even when there's every good reason to be disturbed. <laughs> Prabhupada describes it somewhere. Avyata kalatam, being free from wasting time, not that one minute go away without engagement in Krishna's service. Virakti, detachment. Mana shunyata, devoid of mana, any false prestige or, or pride. Ashabanda, uh, uh, deep hope, uh, uh, eagerness, uh, 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 a taste, Navagana Sadaruchi, a taste for always chanting the holy names of the Lord, uh, 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 affection or deep attachment to hearing and about the transcendental qualities of Krishna, and then affection for his places of residence. Prabhupada says here in a temple or a holy place or a Vrindavan. These are, these are more reliable uh, signs of this Bhava stage. Even though they, they, this will happen. But also these other things will be there, but the caution is sometimes you won't see them, uh, even though uh, a devotee... Well, for example, it's mentioned that when Mahaprabhu uh, met with Ramananda Roy uh, because Ramananda Roy was a high place civil servant 
he was attended by all kinds of people, some brahmanas who were not devotees. And so when he saw Ramananda Roy, these symptoms of ecstasy became apparent on Mahaprabhu's person, and he suppressed them because these strangers were, were there. So they, they, can be, they can be controlled, uh, even, though, even though they're very spontaneous, kept inside. So, uh, so this, is, this is the stage. So then, then now, when that's matured and now turned into prema, uh, these last two verses of the Shishastaka are about prema. Uh, uh, the, the, the first of these two uh, is prema in separation and then finally prema in union and that's very significant uh, uh, Bhaktivedanta Thakur points that out so this So here, uh, here, uh, reading in Anchalila again, in Bengali, um, the narration continues, separation from Krishna awoke various mellows of distress, lamentation, and humility. This is love and separation. And it looks to a material person, thank you, it looks to a material person like suffering, but it's not. It's extreme, it's as Prabhupada puts it, associating with Krishna through strong feelings of separation. That's what, but it's love for Krishna. Uh, and it's a form of ecstasy, but it begins with separation. Separation from Krishna awoke various mellows of distress, lamentation and humility, Thus Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke like a crazy man. And then this next verse in, in Sanskrit, Yugayitam nimishena chakshusha pravishayitam shunyayitam jagatsarvam govinda virahename. This starts with the uh, every moment like a great millennium. It's a, like a yuga, really. A nimesha, a nimesha is an eye blink. Every eye blink is like a yuga cycle. Time goes by so slowly. We hear the love song sometimes. <laughs> Time goes by so when in the absence. So you, so that that's one one feeling when you're absent from somebody you love dearly, and you're hoping they'll come. Time creeps. The clock slows down. So here, a blink of an eye seems like a millennium, seems like a, a yuga. And shakshusha pravisham, and tears just keep falling like torrents of rain. Sunyayitam jagat, and the whole universe is just like vacant. If you're not there, nothing is there. Govinda virahename, this is how I am caused by your separation. Address to Govinda. And now it continues uh, in Bengali. Uh, I'll just read the English. In my agitation, a day never ends. 
for every moment seems like a millennium. Pouring incessant tears, my eyes are like clouds in the rainy season. It just doesn't stop raining. The three worlds have become void because of separation from Govinda. And then it adds this, I feel as if I were burning alive in a slow fire. Lord Krishna has become indifferent to me just to test my love. And my friends say, better disregard him. And this is in quotation marks. Then it continues, while Srimati Radharani was thinking in this way, the characteristics of natural love, Swabhavika, became manifest because of her pure heart. So this is now the voice, the last two, and the voice of Radharani. Lord Chaitanya is Krishna tasting the feelings of Radharani. And so therefore it's in her voice now. This Yugai Tamdamishena. And it begins with this separation. And Bhaktivinoda uh, Thakur has mentioned something about this when he discusses it in this, uh, his uh, book on the Shishastika. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, prema, vipralamba prema, prema and separation. Vipralamba means separation. He says, um, The phrase Govinda Virahena expresses deep feelings of separation. Self-realized Rasika devotees have divided Vipralamba, or the mood of separation, into Purvarak, Mana, Pravasa, and so on. Yet the recondite import lodged deep within the shloka, recondite here means hidden, hard to discern. Composed by Lord Chaitanya is that the devotee living in this world need only relish the separation of Purvarag. So Purvarag means separation before meeting. There's four different kinds of separation actually. So this is Purvarag, before meeting. Uh, the beautiful example of it is when Rukmini uh, is composing her letter to Krishna. You know, they've arranged for me to be married to Shishupal and he hates you and I don't like him. Please come again. I've heard about She's never met Krishna. She's just heard about him. And she's saying, please come and get me. And save me, you know, snatch him, snatch me away from this marriage with Shishupal. Uh, she says, so that's Purvarag. She had intense love for Krishna, but in separation. Uh, uh, so he, he just says here that that's, in other words, if you're in this world, if that's all, if you never meet Krishna, that's okay. And when Prabhupada is discussing these prayers to the six Goswamis, how they wandered in Vrindavan, 
saying, where is Krishna? We can't find Krishna. We don't see Krishna. You know, these songs. Uh, and Prabhupada said, and they never found He said, they never found him. <laughs> he says like that, crashing the people who would tell you, I saw Krishna last night, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's my friend. I mean, we, we hang out together all the time. <laughs> he says, they never found him. Because there's this strong feelings of separation. Now, you can also have strong feelings of separation while meeting with Krishna. That's that's also possible uh, while while it's it, 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 it's there. Uh, 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 the the story is uh, is that uh, in Vrindavan there's a little lake called Prema Sarova, and, and they say that it was made by the tears of Radha and Krishna in feeling of separation while they were together. And the story that they, they tell is that they are together uh, and, uh, at, at this place and um, uh, Krishna and Radha are together and, uh, and Mother Mongol is there also and there's this bee that's buzzing around their faces and uh, Mother Mongol kind of chases him away and then he says Madhusudana is gone. Madhusudana also being a name for a bee, but it's also a name for Krishna. And when Radharani hears Madhusudana is gone, she thinks of oh, that Krishna is gone. Although he's standing next next to her, she's thinking he may go away or he could be gone, and she's and she starts to cry in separation, even though he's right there. And then Krishna, picking up on her mood, also thinks what it would be like not to have Radharani. So they're both together, crying in tears of separation, and their their tears make this link, Prema uh, Sarova. That's the story. So there can be, there can, and another another is is called Mana, uh, uh, jealous anger, a kind of you know you've had a you've had a, you've had a kind of uh, misunderstanding and you're together and you love each other but somehow or other you're like uh, got a little disagreement there's also that's another kind of uh, uh, separation and then another separation is the person is away uh, and uh, Pravasa is uh, you know waiting for him to come back after separation after meeting a separation before meeting and separation during meeting also <laughs> so all these ways are there but separate feelings of separation enhances love. Uh, uh, a mother loves her children, but when they're separated, you know, that love in increases. And, and, and so that's a, that's a way of associating with Krishna. So these deep feelings of separation. So this, then the last, the last, uh, uh, Shishastika um, uh, prayer. Uh, now, now uh, uh, the narration continues. While Shri, now talking about Srimati Radharani, although we're talking about Mahaprabhu and, and her mood. While Srimati Radharani was thinking in this way, the characteristics of natural love became manifest because of her pure heart. 
the ecstatic symptoms of envy, great eagerness, humility, zeal, and supplication, Vinaya, uh, 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 all became manifest at once. These are Vyabhachari Bhavas, various transitory, 33 of them that are one of the components of rasa. Rasa means that this stai bhava, uh, the, the foundational relationship with Krishna, now all these other elements come and uh, enhance it and enrich it and intensify it and give it all kinds of variegated uh, 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 aspects. It goes on. In that mood, the mind of Srimata Radharani was agitated and therefore she spoke a verse of advanced devotion to her gopi friends. In that same spirit of ecstasy, in that bhava, basically, he says simply in Bengali, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recited that verse. So it's the same verse he's reciting, the verse that Radharani spoke. And as soon as he did so, he felt like Srimati Radharani. And then it, in, in Sanskrit, Aslishiva Paravatam Penastumam Madarshanan Marmahatam Golotuva Yata Tatava Vidadatu Lampato Matranata Tuseevana Paraha. Let Krishna tightly embrace this maidservant who has fallen at his lotus feet. Or let him trample me or break my heart by never being visible to me. So you see, this is in union, but already there's the sense of separation. Uh, because it's unconditional now. With me or outside of me. With me or rejecting me. Uh, uh, he is a debachi. This is the word Prabhupada uses. After all, and can do whatever he likes, but he is still no one other than the worshipful Lord of my heart. So in the Sanskrit, Aslishyava Pararatam Pinastumam. She describes herself as Pararatam, one who has taken shelter or fallen at his feet, or devoted to his feet, actually. Pararatam. Aslishya, uh, uh, let him embrace me. Mom, embrace me. Aslisha, embrace me. In the word for word, embrace with great pleasure. Uh, or tightly embrace. Uh, mom, me, who is Pararatam. Uh, or Penastu, Mom. Penastu, kick me. Trample. Kick me aside. I'm at his feet. He can. He can bend down and hug me, or he can just kick me away. Uh, uh, or, another va is there, adarshanam, uh, by not being visible, not adarshan, adarshan is seeing, but adarshanam, uh, marmahatam karotu, or marmahatam karotu, uh, here, uh, break my heart, but it, it, it's kind of stronger that the, the word marma in Sanskrit is a a a, 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 a part of the body that's exceptionally vulnerable. Uh, like if you see a martial art chart, if you hit the guy here, here, or here, he'll die. That's a marma. 
So the heart, of course, is a big one, one wound to the heart, but there, uh, there are others. So this marmahatam, kill me and strike me with a fatal blow to the marma, uh, the heart, uh, uh, like, like that. Actually, the Sanskrit dictionary doesn't say heart, but uh, we always, it's always translated that way uh, in our literature. Marmahatam, broken-hearted, but it's really broken-hearted, doesn't. Don't you leave me broken-hearted? You know, you hear that all the time in that song. It's like, much more. Uh, it's like really destroyed. Marmahatam, you know. Uh, 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 yata tata va viradat lampato. He can do whatever he likes. Yatatata, whatever he wants to do. Vidadatu, let him do it because he is lampata. Uh, uh, Prabhupada says in the word for word, a debachi who mixes with other women. We would say a playboy, I guess, is the closest you'd come to that kind of a word. <laughs> In English, it's, uh, he, yeah, he just messes around with other women all the time. He is a lampata. So he's using a kind of nasty word. There's a little bit of uh, jealous anger uh, mixed up with this uh, expressed here. Uh, and yet resignation and forgiving at the same time. I know he's, he's done this, but I, I, I don't hold it against him. Well, you'll see. But Prananatha, he is my Prananath, the Lord of my life. My prana, my vital air, my, my, my all my, my, the Lord of my prana. Tusa eva naparaha, and there will never be anyone else. I mean, it is very, very powerful in, in the Sanskrit. And now there follows in Bengali. The meter changes, and you can tell, unfortunately, I don't know how to read Bengali uh, or pronounce it properly, uh, but it's a song. Uh, the meter changes. Ami Krishna Pada Dasi Teno Rasa Sukarasi Alingyad Kari Atmastan. You know, you can hear that there's a there's a beat here, and whoever is reciting this will start to sing it if they haven't been singing it before. You know, so she's. Uh, I am a maid servant at the lotus feet of Krishna. He is the embodiment of transcendental happiness and mellows. Ame Krishna Padadasi. I, Krishna Padadasi. That's my identity. Krishna Padadasi. Teno, uh, he, Rasa Sukarasi. The reservoir of uh, transcendental uh, rasas. Alingiya Kara Atmasta. Uh, uh, so uh, 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 by uh, I think by embracing me uh, he can make me feel uh, let me just get in English if he likes he can tightly embrace me and make me feel oneness with him or by not giving me his audience he may corrode my mind and body nevertheless it is he who is the lord of my life so this is just the same verse now in, in a Bengali song. Huh? And then she continues, this is all the voice of Radharani. My dear friend, uh, Sakihe, this is calling him Sakihe. My dear friend, 
Just hear the decision of my mind. Krishna is the Lord of my life in all conditions, whether he shows me affection or kills me by giving me unhappiness. Sometimes Krishna gives up the company of other gopis and becomes controlled mind and body by me. Thus he manifests my good fortune and gives others distress by performing his loving affairs with me. Or, since he is, after all, a very cunning, obstinate uh, debauchee with a propensity to cheat, <laughs> he takes to the company of other women. He then indulges in loving affairs with them in front of me to give distress to my mind. Nevertheless, he is still the Lord of my life. I do not mind my personal distress. So this is the really surprise. I do not mind my personal distress. I don't. I don't count it as anything. I don't. I only wish for the happiness of Krishna, for his happiness is the goal of my life. However, if he feels great happiness in giving me distress, that distress is the best of my happiness. And Prabhupada has a purport here that's really worth paying attention to. He says, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says that a devotee does not care about his own happiness and distress. He is simply interested in seeing that Krishna is happy and for that purpose he engages in various activities. A pure devotee has no way of sensing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in every respect. I have memorized this sentence. Because uh, it really puts it in a, in, a, in a nutshell. A pure devotee has no way of sensing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in every respect. That is our happiness. If Krishna is happy, then I am happy. And this is true because, because, because uh, we have no independent existence. We are part and parcel of Krishna. And so the way spiritual bliss is different from sense gratification. Sense gratification, I thinking of myself, I am the enjoyer. Spiritual bliss is I forget about my own enjoyment. I just think of Krishna's enjoyment and then I feel actually great joy. Now, this is not comprehensible to people because our sense gratification is selfish. But spiritual happiness is completely unselfish. And the less we think about our own, our own happiness and think about Krishna's, then our happiness increases. And when we start thinking about our own enjoyment independently of Krishna, then uh, we suffer. So he goes on, a pure devotee has no way of sensing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in every respect. If Krishna becomes happy by giving him distress, such a devotee accepts that unhappiness as the greatest of all happiness. And it's not that he's preaching to him, yeah, himself, yeah, this is a stage we have to do that if we don't, but, but here is how he experiences it. Uh, 
Those who are materialistic, however, who are very proud of material wealth and have no spiritual knowledge, uh, regard their own happiness as the aim of life. Uh, some of them aspire to enjoy themselves by sharing the happiness of Krishna. They think of it as a kind of sense gratification. This is the mentality of fruitive workers who want to enjoy sense gratification by making a show of service to uh, Krishna. So this is uh, the, the uh, point of this. Anyway, this goes on for some time and I recommend that... Uh, well, let me just read a little bit and we'll finish. We're running out of time. She goes on. If Krishna, attracted by the beauty of some other woman, wants to enjoy with her, but is unhappy because he cannot get her, I fall down at her feet, catch her hand, and bring her to Krishna and engage her for his happiness. When a beloved gopi shows symptoms of anger toward Krishna, Krishna is very satisfied. Indeed, he is extremely pleased when chastised by such a gopi. She shows her pride suitably, and Krishna enjoys that attitude. Thus, then she gives up her pride with a little endeavor. Why does a woman continue to live who knows that Krishna's heart is unhappy, but who still shows her deep anger toward him? She is interested in her own happiness. I condemn such a woman to be struck on the head with a thunderbolt, for we simply want the happiness of Krishna. Prabhupada remarks, a devotee who is satisfied only with his own sense gratification certainly falls down from the service of Krishna. Being attracted by material happiness, he later joins the Prakrita Sahajyas, who are considered to be non-devotees. So this fact that happiness is not another kind of sense gratification. Uh, materialists will think of it that way. But it really depends upon this. Uh, we see how humility has been increasing all along. The, more hu the reason why devotees seek out humility is because as humility increases, love of God increases. And as love of God has no upper limit, so similarly humility has no limit. You can always become more and more humble. And it's not that devotees like being humble for its own sake. They like it because love for Krishna increases. So she says, If a gopi envies me, envious of me satisfies Krishna and Krishna desires her, I shall not hesitate to go to her house and become her maidservant, for then my happiness will be awakened. And then she goes on and mentions the story about the wife of the brahmana who suffered from leprosy and wanted to enjoy with a prostitute. We know that story from the uh, uh, Puranas and so on. Anyway, we have to stop there. So that's the, that's the end of the Shisha. That's, that's, that's uh, full Krishna prema indicated by this Shishastaka. Last verse of the Shishastaka prayer. So it takes us all the way from the beginning, Adar Shraddha, uh, the first verse, uh, all the way to the uh, 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 full development of Krishna consciousness, and this is the in, instruction uh, from uh, uh, 
Christian, so any questions or comments? I think Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs has been great help, you know, in, in the in uh, giving in helping this explanation by providing these Apple computers, you know. Yeah, we're happy for the <laughs> Apple We can use them in Christian service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is steel frame heart. Huh? Is that uh, sign of helplessness? Sign of helplessness. No, when you say still, you know, if, if, uh, the way Prabhupada's take on it is that it either means people who are imitating, they, they, they make these show of it for, for effect, uh, uh, and, because, well, you know, you've been to Vrindavan, I've seen these sadhus in ecstasy who are smoking ganja and, you know, all, all these things, you know. Uh, they they think they're enjoying ecstasy. Then it's a kind of sense gratification for for people. The heart is, is steel framed when it when it appears they're pretenders. Well, the other thing is, is that if it doesn't appear, uh, it, it's also because as Prophet says, offenses. It makes us because because one has to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra while trying to give up offenses. Uh, this is chanting on the clearing stage uh, of, uh, of devotional service, and that's in the Shastika prayers uh, early on that one uh, uh, feels. That's the second verse. Uh, because of the way Prabhupada translates it here, you notice this verse that that that. Uh, because I commit offenses, therefore, you, Tavakripa, this is your mercy? You have given so many names and filled with your transcendental potencies, made it so easy to chant. This Tavakripa, this is your mercy? Mama Durdaiva, but my misfortune is that in spite of all that, I'm still not anuraga. I still have no taste. And this, this indicates uh, that, that one is recognizing as Prabhupada put it in the translation here, in, in the, as he translated these verses here, uh, he, he, he puts it in the verse, uh, you bestow such mercy upon the fallen conditioned soul by liberally teaching your holy names, Tavakripa, this is your Kripa, but I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name. So Prabhupada has put this, Mama Durdaiva, just as my, mis I am mis I am my misfortune, I'm not attracted. And uh, the commentary is by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Why am I not attracted? Because they're offenses. So therefore we learn the ten offenses against the, the holy name, and we have to chant. And if we're chanting while trying to give up offenses, we are chanting on the clearing stage. And therefore the pure name is not yet manifest. Shudana, which is starts in the second part of the Shishastika prayer with Bhava. Uh, but the but the 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 um, dawning light of the holy name is is, is there. Namabasa, the dawning twilight of the holy name, like the sun is coming up in the morning. You can't see the sun, but you can see the rays are uh, there, the sun's rays are there. So this is the dawning light of the holy name. And that that 
just that namabasa, that dawning light of the holy name, destroys all sinful reactions and actually the fruit of that kind of chanting is liberation. And then on that, that stage, then one can make further progress. Uh, so, but, but if I chant and nothing is happening, then I'm committing offenses. Then I have to start, what am I doing wrong? Let me find out. Let me become honest with myself. Let me ask somebody else who's more advanced, what am I doing, what can it be? And start to try to give up those offenses. And we discussed this earlier. And, and, and the Bhaktivinoda Thakur in the Harinam Chintamani says that actually uh, to be, uh, the, the, the offense from which all other offenses spring is inattentiveness while chanting. Uh, uh, if so that when we're chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra we should try to give full sustained attention on the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra when the mind wanders that shows we don't love because in the advanced stage you, you it won't go it can't go anywhere else it's stuck <laughs> uh, uh, on the on the uh, on the on the clearing stage it will wander and you bring it back when it wanders, you bring it back. But on the offensive stage, it wanders and you just let it go. And as one person said, I get so many good ideas when I chant. <laughs> Your mind can start a free associating and, and so on. So we have to get on this clearing stage and persist in that way. And if we're praying to Krishna to make advancement, then everything we need to do Krishna will arrange that we the next step, the next step, the next step will, will be there for us so that we can then uh, uh, start to become humble, which is really hard to do. Especially if you're American, you bring to belong to the greatest nation on earth, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's not taught in our schools. <laughs> Humility. <laughs> That quaint virtue, huh? Anything else? Okay. The position of praying Krishna for mercy. That oh. I'm trying and trying. Yeah, exactly. Can you also... Yeah, and, and you notice even in the, in the advanced stage you're still doing that. It never stops. Because you can never love Krishna enough. And those who are great devotees, they think, I'm not a devotee, everyone else is. And if I'm feeling anything from Krishna, it's because I've gotten mercy from other people. But they have a relationship with Krishna. You know, they're secure, in one sense. They, they, and even if Krishna goes away, they still have a relationship with Krishna. <laughs> Whether he's present or separate, they're, they're both the same. This is unconditional love. Thank you very much. Shri Shastra Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.